Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Look in California and feel in Minnesota. Welcome to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. This is Chad and Cheese. I'm your co-host, Joel Pfizer Fan Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Fast Act Sowash. And on this week's show, ZipRecruiter wants you to act fast. Salesforce wants you to get vaxxed. And Houston, we have a pizza. Yes! Get ready for a podcast with some extra cheese. We'll be right back. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Shout out to the Lombardi Trophy, which is obviously coming to Cleveland after the Jadavion Clowney signing, baby. Come on. Now, that's that's a great pickup. That is a great, great pickup. I'm excited <laughs> to see where Justin Fields go, goes. It seems like Ooh. he is like the talk of the draft. He, he's the New talk England. of the draft. Where? New England, that's my prediction. Fields to New England. I'm saying San Francisco. Oh, number three pick, huh? Yep, yep. I'm saying okay. San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, am excited about Jadavion until he gets hurt in Week One against the Bengals and then sits out the whole season. But anyway, it's the preseason, so Browns fans get excited. Nothing like jinxing yourself already. <laughs> that's what we do. Come yeah, on, that's, man. That's what we do. And all the people. Let's talk about winners, though. Victoria Conley. She's a winner. Oh, uh, well, we're a winner just having beer with her over Zoom. That's who the real winner is on that one. Thanks, Victoria. She uh, had plenty. She had ample beer from uh, Chad and Cheese Beer Drop. That's just good stuff. And I still don't know what Jean means. 
in Philly. I but, still don't know. But Damn she it. said she's sending us some John beer. So, I mean, that that in itself, I'm just, I'm happy with a little of that John. Yeah. See, I didn't even know it was a beer. I'm more confused now than I was before. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah. Anybody want to be cool enough to be like Victoria, go to chadcheese.com, click on free. You could win. Listen to this. Beer by Adzuna dropped on your front porch, kids. Uh, Bourbon by Sovereign dropped on uh, your front porch, kids. That's right. All uh, safe, COVID free. A t shirt, a t shirt, uh, Jesus, by emissary.ai. I'm telling you right now, free stuff. I, I, I love, not only do I love giving free stuff to our listeners, but I love having an opportunity to have beer tasting and bourbon tasting and just time with them because we we had some good conversations last night. Yeah, and speaking of free stuff, I got to give a shout out to, and this is one for the old timers, Jason Goldberg, everybody. For those of you that don't remember, <laughs> oh, come on. Jobster back in the mid-aughts raised $50 million. Jason Goldberg at the time was the most entertaining, volatile, fill in whatever word you want to, but the dude got attention and it was fun. Uh, he drove that company to the ground. But he continues to raise money. It's unbelievable. The guy is the ultimate winner. He just raised $6.3 million for Moxie, which is a virtual exercise app. After Jobster, he raised money for social media and he started Fabulous. And then he raised like $350 million for Fab, ran that into the ground, started him. He did some crypto thingy and now he's on to Moxie. So for the old timers who remember Jason Goldberg, he keeps entertaining the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you, Jason. God, Shout out to he's you. the ultimate carnival barker. <laughs> yes, Whatever it's, it's it's like he he carries vaporware in his back pocket. The tipping point was the blog post about dropping his Prada loafers into the the, the ocean. Do you remember that one? Yeah, no, I definitely remember <laughs> that. Again, he's he's more of one of those guys that I would love to forget, but he just keeps like a rash keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. Still the best uh, keynote speaker at a at a direct employers conference ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he had like a five minute segment that was the best. Uh, some 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 news out there after ten years as yeah. Broadbean's CEO Dom Barton has exited stage left. That's right, kids. Wow. Broad, Broadbean's I think they're like their their head of sales left earlier this year. Don't CEO Dom Barton just left. Uh, He joins buddy Kelly Robinson, friend of the show at uh, Red Dot Media. Love Kelly. It sounds like they're putting the band back together, kids. So good for Dom, bad for Broadbean. Love Kelly. Great taste in bourbon. Yeah. Great taste in bourbon. I'm also hearing that Mary Delaney has taken over the uh, reins at Broadbean and her her execution is going to be spend a shit ton of cash, raise our (laughs) revenue, and let's sell this fucking thing now. So Anybody who's out there who's looking for something like Broadbean, yeah, look look for something else. Didn't your boy Tom Kenny get a new gig somewhere? Yeah. So, man, I got to say, Tom Kenny, former CEO of Smashfly, he was the guy who actually got the Symphony talent deal done, right? That mm-hmm. guy. Remember him? So. Yeah. On LinkedIn, the NATO Allied Command Transformation Profile, I guess you could call it, Uh posted this yesterday, NATO Allied Command, okay, quote, 
Speaking at Tide Sprint, Tom Kenny explains how data and organizational uh, interoperability can help the warfighter to do their job at the highest level possible. Data and AI innovator, entrepreneur, CEO, combat veteran, and most recently, chief data officer at U.S. Special Operations Command. Tom Kenny has fucking done it all. I mean, this dude... (laughs) just totally blows it out of the water everywhere he goes. And and I effectively cleaned my cat's litter box this morning. There you so go. there's that. Awesome. There's That's that. Awesome. It's, it's almost the same thing. That almost the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shout out to uh, our buddy Jamie Leonard of Wreckfest fame and over in the UK. He had a Jerry Maguire moment on Facebook uh, this week. I don't know if you saw this, but he said, quote, I don't mind admitting it, but I am burnt out right now. 13 months of trying to lead an events company through a pandemic. Yeah. It feels like we're out the other side and that's great for business, but also when the adrenaline stops and the body says, quote, yep, that's enough. I'm struggling to do the basics at work. I'm running at 20% at best. And that isn't fair on the team that have killed themselves to get us through. I think it might be time to recharge the batteries. Well, Jamie, I hope you recharge those batteries, baby, because we're coming into the roaring 20s. And I know I speak for Chad and myself when I say we can't wait to get back to the good old UK. You're a kid, man. And I mean, he's just putting out there what many people are feeling. Uh, We Mm -hmm. all need to step the fuck back. Many people have been working much harder uh, because they are at home and works there 24-7. So hopefully, you know, at, at this time, many people will be able to take a step back, hopefully be fully vaccinated like mm-hmm. I will next week and get on the road to Charleston <laughs> or wherever you want to go. Just get the fuck out and enjoy yourself because you deserve it. Chad, we have a, a final shout out from, from Scotland. Are you ready? Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap. Our buddies, candidate ID Adam Gordon yes. raised a little cash this week. The headline said 1.3 million pounds, but it's a little misleading. They raised about 700 and they had another 600 from the same firm a year before that. But hell, it makes for a better headline to say 1.3. Either way, based on the podcast that we've done recently, people love Candidate uh, ID, love Adam. They're going to grow the team from tech to sales to growing globally. Couldn't be happier for them. Make it happen and just wear a kilt when you do it. Okay. Any smart organization that has anything to do with candidate engagement should be looking at this firm to acquire. And I have to say, I do have shares, okay? But it is Mm -hmm. something in our industry we've needed for a very long time. And Adam, I don't want to say he's the only game in town, but he's pretty much the best game. Yeah, I can't help but think that he could raise a lot more money if he wanted to. Build it and then sell it and uh, have a lot less to pay out. Clearly soon to be the biggest thing out of Scotland since William Wallace. Without question. question. Wouldn't go that far. Okay. Here's my, my, my last list. Get ready. I'm going to ramble this Mm -hmm. one off. Big shout out to Matthew Goddard, TA leader over at Personio. Thanks for listening over in Berlin. That's right. Unicorn alert. Personio earlier this year, they uh, were actually tagged as a unicorn. Tracy Klein. She loves the style of our podcast. The style. Okay. Like that style. (laughs) Dennis Bauer, CTO of Joblift, also over in Deutschland. Thanks for listening, buddy. Monica Berzinska. Berzinska, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, Is she in Berlin? 
she's actually in San Francisco uh, and she works for LinkedIn. So thanks for recommending the pod. And last but not least from New Zealand, thanks for listening to the show, Simon Oldham, co-founder of Q Jumpers. I like it. I like it. Are we ready for topics? Topics! Welcome to all things Scottish. Our slogan is, if it's no Scottish, it's crap! Sorry, I like that better than the boxer (laughs) sound this week. All right. Too many jobs, too few candidates. There's an overarching theme in, in, in the economy right now that no one's applying to jobs that are actually available. So uh, as it, from the vendor side, ZipRecruiter has launched a, a pretty interesting uh, new feature to their service. So yeah. uh, Zip says it's seen a growing number of recruiters miss out on promising candidates due to competition. So now when employers are combing through applicants on Zip, an uh, Act Fast label notifies them if <laughs> candidates are being actively recruited by other employers. The label indicates that the candidate has received a signal of intent from multiple other employers in recent days and that they'd better reach out, they being the employer, immediately or lose their chance. So basically they're algorithmically saying, hey, this candidate is getting a this candidate's hot. They're getting a lot of attention. Yeah. You better you better buy now before someone takes it off the market. Are we a fan of this feature? I'm going to call this fear and loathing at ZipRecruiter. Yeah. Okay. Here's a quote from the press release. Our at fast label benefits employers by letting them know if they are at risk of losing a candidate they like. Insert fear here. I think we're seeing the market and we also remember because we hear it all the time, the promises that ZipRecruiter puts out there. As soon as you post a job within 24 hours, you will have X amount of qualified candidates. Yep. That at this point is is uh, possibly becoming an issue. So mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're trying to gin up this, uh, th- this new opportunity to say, hey, look, employer, we're mm-hmm. sending you candidates. Get on this shit fast because they're not going to be around for long. They're doing that to cover their own ass, which I appreciate, <laughs> which I appreciate. But overall, I think this is sparking more of the kind of like fear narrative, uh, which is justified to an extent. Yep. Uh, but yep. I, I, I really believe this is something that's going to last much longer than uh, than just a few months. Yeah, no question. It's it's sort of a, the reality of the current recruiting landscape. Um, So according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the economy added 233,000 jobs in January, 468,000 in February, and 916,000 in March. That's an uptrend if you're keeping track at home. (laughs) Over the summer, the pace of hiring could accelerate even further if vaccination rates keep up, which I think you and I think they will, and the economy continues to reopen. Uh, ZipRecruiter labor economist Julia Pollack uh, told our buddies over at AIM Group that there are three primary reasons uh, that this phenomenon is happening. Number one, Older people are getting vaxxed uh, and younger people less so. Uh, Obviously, if you're retired and vaccinated, you're not looking for a job. So you're not in the employment market as it is. Number two, uncertainty around around school openings. I can certainly speak to this firsthand uh, with all of my kids having sort of a stop and go policy at at the schools that, that we attend. And if you have issues with daycare, 
that's a whole other thing. And that's keeping uh, certainly a lot of mothers uh, in this case out of the workforce. And we've talked about that extensively of how layoffs have affected uh, women more than men. And number three, just a loss in confidence as the job prospects improve. So basically, you know, I was laid off a year ago. I worked like hell to get a job for the first 90 days. Nothing was there. So fuck it. I'm going to go trade Bitcoin and live with mom and play Xbox. Uh, Some of those people will, will eventually realize that there are now jobs open, but apparently that is taking them some time. Yeah. I will also throw in, uh, and I think a story you shared on our on our private feed uh, was that a lot of a lot of employers are seeing uh, employees leave, saying that I can make more on unemployment over the summer. So fuck it. I'll come back when it's done. That seems to be a reality as well for some employers. Yeah. yeah. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy, kids. Pandemic isn't over. And much like you just said, why, as soon as possible, return to a job that pays me starvation wages? Mm -hmm. It's a call to all employers that I guarantee you is falling on deaf ears. The narrative is being shaped by those pretty much in the ivory tower. Uh, Scott Galloway this week, I was listening to the uh, the Pivot podcast, yeah, and he actually said, uh, Bessemer, Alabama couple working for Amazon, making a combined $60,000 a year. You know, that's a good life. And Scott being a, a master of what I would like to call ivory tower economics, that's, you know, someone looking down from privilege and saying, working 40 hours a week, pissing in bottles just to keep your head above water is a good life. And I think that is one of the issues that we're having in our society today is that employers, I don't know, maybe like the CEO of Kroger, who's making $14 million a year. He's a rich, stupid motherfucker. He's rich, (laughs) but he's also going to have problems moving product and doing the things that he needs to do because he refuses to pay his people an extra $4 an hour. So Mm -hmm. we have issues that can be solved, let's let's make this clear, can be solved by actually paying people better wages. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate to bring up ladders in a podcast. Um, <laughs> you do not. But I, but I, <laughs> but I, I couldn't help but think someone at the ladders is thinking, "Hey, zips onto something. What if we charge twenty bucks a month to tell job seekers that we're telling employers that they're red hot and getting a lot of attention?" To get more money out of job seekers. I don't know. It could be happening. Why are you giving them any ideas? Here's an idea that I would like to give to employers, right? Other than stupid ass ladders. So (laughs) Dan Price, you might remember him. He's the CEO of Gravity Payments. He cut his own salary so that all of his employees could receive a living wage. Uh, And here's here's a quote from Dan. Uh, Six years ago today, I raised my company's minimum wage to $70,000. Fox News called me a socialist whose employees would be uh, on the bread lines. But Mm -hmm. since then, our revenue tripled. We are a Harvard Business School case study, and our employees have a 10x boom in homes bought. Always invest in your people. I think this is where we need to go toward. Yes, CEOs making $14 million a year, they're not going to give that up. But 
we have to understand that we have to give more because we've been taken for far too long. We need to invest in our people. They'll give it up if Uncle Sam's if Uncle Sam tells them to give it up. Do well, yeah. And right now, it's more corporate welfare than it is anything else. Anyway, speaking of upskilling, uh, we have another unicorn alert. Degreed has raised $153 million in Series D funding. The investment, which was co-led by Sapphire Ventures and Riverwood Capital, values the company at $1.4 billion. Hello. Dan Levin, the former CEO of Box, will succeed Chris McCarthy, who's apparently having some back issues. Uh, as the CEO. The funding will be used to accelerate product development, enhance data infrastructure, fuel global expansion, and pursue strategic acquisitions. A quote from managing partner at Riverwood, Jeff Parks, investing in skills, culture, and career growth has become a critical differentiator for employers, end quote. Since its founding in 2012, Degreed has raised a total of $360 million. Jeez. That's a lot of cabbage, Chad. That's a lot of degrees going on. Your that's thoughts? A that's, a, that's a lot of cabbage. And I don't I don't believe that McCarthy leaving as CEO is going to slow this, this train down. They've seen huge increases all over the board. He's still on. He's still around. He's just got, he, he literally says he has back issues. So the dude yeah. is just, he's, he's getting a massage right now. Severe. Fear back issue. It's probably going to be a little bit more than a, than that. I'm so insensitive. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, dude. This is uh, employees kind of like signal at this point. Mm-hmm. This is a platform you should get on now because if you want to keep your employees. Uh, you need to demonstrate that you care about their career at your organization before they leave for another one. Great yep. example, in the military, if you're promoted, you have mandatory courses you have to take and pass to keep your promotion. Plus, if you want to switch jobs or add new skills into your portfolio, you can choose those courses right in the military's education ecosystem. Employers could retain great talent, mentor those who need help, and create a real culture through a learning ecosystem by leveraging this type of tech. Vendors. If you're a big platform like SAP, Oracle, or even Microsoft, blending this type of degreed platform into LinkedIn, that would be fucking brilliant. I'm not a doctor, but I want to start by saying uh, maybe if former CEO Chris McCarthy laid down on a bed of cash, it might make his back feel better. I don't know. Uh, Retention is huge. Obviously, we talked a lot about people not applying for jobs, and that's likely going to continue to happen. So I think this is a huge thing for retention, which you touched upon. I also think, call me cynic, cynical, it's also sort of a, it, it allows employers to have their cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that is this. Historically, if companies wanted to re-educate or you know, upskill one of their employees, what did they usually do? They sent them back to school. In some cases, this was, hey, we'll pay for your MBA. We'll pay for your college degree. We'll pay for whatever. And sometimes this meant you know, they got to go to uh, Kellogg at uh, Northwestern or a really good MBA program, and the company paid for that. Well, that's great. And the employee got to have you know, the certificate, the degree from that certain, certain university. And that made them way more marketable. And instead of a retention tool, sometimes this became a loss for the company yeah. as the employee was able to get another job. Thank you, former company, for paying for my MBA. That was really nice of you. So with something like Degreed, Companies are able to upskill. They're able to 
have retention, increased retention. They're able to make employees feel special and, and like they're on a track for growth, but they can do it in a way that says, okay, they're not going to get an MBA from fill in the blank of whatever college so that they leave me after they get that degree. So call me cynical, but I think there is a benefit to companies to be able to have both best of both worlds. They keep they keep their people and they keep them happy and keep them upskilled. So for me, like degreed is a if we were playing buy or sell, it would be a huge buy. Um, and I think with with the fact that Coursera just went IPO, I think degreed obviously is probably going to IPO this year. I would imagine mm-hmm. uh, as things get hot. But uh, yeah, big fan of of this for a lot of different reasons, not just because you're retraining and upskilling uh, candidates or employees. But employers can also get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, call me, call me cynical. Any any company who sends somebody for an MBA and doesn't sign them onto a contract for two to three years are, are fucking idiots. Uh, but happens. I also see I also see Google certs. Uh, all these little things that are popping up, these are different ways for companies to start to easily, instead of taking years, obviously, to, to get certifications or to get that degree, these are skills, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they're, not, they're not degrees. They're skills that you can get in, in a relatively quick fashion. Yeah. And let's be honest, a lot of, a lot of your workers don't want to go to a two-year MBA program where they have to like go to night school or weekend school or whatever. So this is a, another great way to do that and probably save a ton of money. It's probably yeah. a little cheaper to do this than yeah. it is to get an MBA from Stanford. I'd like to also highlight friend of the show, sponsor of the show, Jobvite. They have an academy. I just got actually an email this week marketing to me that they have a recruitment marketing certification uh, that is also accredited. So again, if you are one of these types of platforms, these are the things that you need to start integrating into your ecosystem because employers are going to need them. You're either acquiring them or you are developing them. I really just would want gift cards to Chipotle, but that's just me. You know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvite. Oh, yeah. Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job boards, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobvite.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chat and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about Text Kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text Kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools 
and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> all right, all right. Forget Bridgerton, okay? Here's another shout out for you. A new show on TBS. Yes. You'll say it's the best name of any show of all time uh, is called Chad. <laughs> so... <laughs> If you're a, if you're a fan Great. of like quirky comedy of sort of like the, the Napoleon Dynamite kind of funny stuff, this is a show for you. It's about an awkward teenager named Chad, obviously, and his. It's played by a woman who's a boy. So right there, it's a little bit unnerving when you watch it. She she was a former SNL cast member. Yeah. And it's just just really weird and funny. Uh, there's one scene where his best friend, you know, let's call him a 14-year-old, is wearing leather shorts. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> why are you wearing leather shorts? He goes, uh, they're comfortable. Like, where'd you get leather shorts? And he says, they're my mom's. He's like, don't wear your mom's clothes. It's, it's just, yeah. It's funny. If you like that quirky shit, check out chad awkward because you can't get enough chad in your life awkward you know i have a pair of leather shorts right yeah <laughs> i don't want to know they i have don't want to know <laughs> just don't wear them into the office that's all i gotta they have say the, they have the flexible waistband so i can grow oh, into them accordingly that's nice well they're probably not leather they're probably pleather <laughs> Anyway, yes. Salesforce is in the news. Uh, maybe doing a 180. Let's let's read about this and decide for ourselves. Salesforce okay. says it's allowing only employees who have been vaccinated to return to the office for now, making it one of the first big U.S. companies to extend preferential treatment to workers who are vaccinated. This is per Reuters. The company said employees could quote volunteer to be part of our hundred or fewer workers to return to each of its offices, but would have to test for COVID twice a week. Back in February, as listeners will remember, Salesforce also said some employees can work remotely, at least through this year, while others would be office-based or able to work on-site a few days a week. COVID-19 testing, that would be mandated twice a week, as I said. In a phase reopening state, stage, offices will gradually re reopen from 20% to 75% capacity, the hybrid model, which they touted pretty aggressively uh, earlier this year, uh, will extend for employees to work from home through at least December. Does that mean 2022 everyone's back to work, suckers? I think it does. Possibly. What do you think, Chad? Uh, yeah, I, I think we've seen, uh, was it Google and Amazon? And there were some big brands that actually yeah. said, hey, look, we're, we're coming back to the office, right? And, mm -hmm. and we talked about that. There's a control factor to that. Uh, I think, you know, some companies will be hybrid. I think when they're talking about uh, allowing 100%, that is that that could be by choice. 
right? That I don't think this means you have to come back. I just think that you have a choice. You can get the fuck out of your house and you can actually come back into the office. Uh, I, I think this is this is a smart way to go at it. Uh, I know that there are many individuals who have a problem with this whole, you know, it's my choice whether I want a vaccination or not. And and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. It, it, an individual is free to make that decision uh, of taking or not taking the vaccine, but you've got to remember it's your employer's choice because they have to mitigate risk by re- restricting unvaccinated employees. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, there is this kind of like push and pull, but there are two parties here. This isn't just the individual who's getting the shot in their arm. This is also the employer who has to manage and mitigate risk. And in this case, they're doing it through restriction of access. You know, you get to keep your job, just not in the office. And it'll be interesting to see if countries start to do this uh, around, you know, allowing people who are not vaccinated on planes Mm -hmm. and uh, into their country. Yeah, that is. So to me, there's two, two sort of sides to this. One is that, you know, I think as good, as nice as it sounds for big name tech companies to say, we're going to work from home and we're going to be flexible and hybrid. I think the reality of the numbers and the investments that they've made in office space makes it really hard to go to hybrid or work from home all the time. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these companies doing about face on the headquarters and coming to the office. And I think this is only going to continue. I mean, Salesforce was a beacon of, oh my God, work from home. Salesforce, big company is has already announced they're hybrid. You can choose which one you want. Now it feels more like they're saying, okay, we're going to gradually all come back to the office. I think smaller companies are going to embrace work from home. And, and we talked about in that, uh, some of that in previous episodes, which people can go back and listen to the archives. The second phase of this, I think, is um, the vaccination passport and what how there's so much division on this. And it, it kind of shocks me that there is. But where do you fall in terms of, you know, a restaurant will accept you if you have the vaccine and if you don't, they won't or. Maybe it's like when you and I were growing up in the 70s where half the restaurant was smoking and the other half was not smoking. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it was stupid because we were all smoking in those restaurants at the time. But I'm just I'm just curious, why do you think there's such pushback? Is it just dumb Americans? And would you accept a passport and only being able to go places, games, concerts, et cetera, if you had said passport? You've got to remember that these are private organizations uh, making the decision. Right. So yeah. that's, that's their, if they if you're a restaurant, it, it, that's, that's your decision. Now you will probably lose money from people who obviously won't come back, but that is your decision. So mm-hmm. I, I think overall, this is about mitigating risk in a disease. Okay. That's the truth here. We're talking about mitigating risk. We're talking about lives. We're talking about, you know, approaching 600,000 dead people in the United States. So, you know, again, I, I think if you decide not to take the vaccine, there are consequences, right? Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. And if you take the vaccine, there are consequences. They're different. They're on they're, they're on different sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, those are the risks that you have to take. We see the Johnson and Johnson get a pause uh, because uh, you know one in every million 
individuals who were vaccinated had blood clot issues. Females did. That was one yeah. in a million, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But we're still taking a pause to check that out. There, there was a consequence there. On the other side, if you're not going to take the vaccine, there's also a consequence. And you have to understand that. You have to have a license to drive a car in this country. I don't know if you knew that or not. But yeah, I, I say bring on the passport, baby. I get my shot tomorrow. Now, apparently, I'm, I'm going to be bedridden for 24 hours. I don't know how you fit, how you handled your second shot. But anyway, I'm ready for the passport. I'm ready to go to restaurants. I'm ready to go to concerts. I'm ready yep. to go to games. I'm ready to travel the world again. I say bring it on and make it voluntary. Like If you don't want it, then fine. But if the airline doesn't want to accept you because you don't have the passport, you yeah. don't get a ticket. Yeah. That's... That's it. Yeah. We're also seeing employers like Krispy Kreme Donuts hand out free donuts if you show them their vaccination card, right? Chagrin Cinemas in Cleveland, they're giving out free popcorn through the end of April for the moviegoers who demonstrate that they have a vaccination card. Uh, The greenhouse of Wald Lake, a marijuana Uh dispensary in Wald Lake, Michigan, is giving anyone over the age of 21 with a proof of vaccination a free pre-rolled joint, right? So again, these are organizations who are making decisions. I mean, this is kind of like their own passport. Seriously, you're getting you're getting an opportunity to get all these perks because you got a shot in the arm. By the way, if you've never been to Chagrin Falls in Ohio, it's a beautiful, beautiful little town. There's a nice ice cream store and a nice waterfall. It's it beautiful. It sounds. It just it Chagrin sound fights beautiful, sounds beautiful. It? Yes. <laughs> it sounds nothing like is it Bessemer, Alabama? Is oh, that where the good. is that God, yes. Oh, man, you were all heated about this. Uh, You said a lot in the beginning of the show. Do you want to continue with your rant or you want to read the news? Yeah, go ahead and read the news. All right. So Amazon, most of our listeners probably know, won a high profile battle against the union uh, this week out of over 5,800 warehouse workers at an Alabama location. uh, 3,215 cast ballots. The final tally was... 1,798 votes against and 738 votes for, uh, with 70.9% of valid votes counted against unionizing. Uh, The union had needed 50% plus one of the ballots to win. The union will be fighting the decision, of course, uh, but the outlook of winning that is pretty bleak for the union at this point, and it looks like a huge win for Amazon. Yeah, I think much like... Prop 22 in California, this is a, a loss for the collective good. We're playing off of this, this fear. And mm-hmm. in the article, a warehouse worker told Business Insider in March that she joined the ranks of the no voters almost immediately after receiving her ballot. She said she feared losing free time off and benefits over the course of bargaining. Fear plays a huge degree in all of these discussions instead of being able to talk about collectively coming together and not being so divided. Everybody likes to talk about rugged individualism and how that is like a strength, but that, to be quite frank, is showing our downfall. We're becoming more divided. And Amazon, who, you know, $15, uh, a whole $30,000 a a fucking year before taxes, pissing in, pissing in garbage cans or what have you, a collective group 
can actually fight those things. Individuals, it's very hard to do so. So the the pro-Amazon employees cited good wages, as you you discussed, and a distrust of unions who, quote, just overpay themselves for just, quote, acting like a middleman uh, was one of the statements from, uh, I think, the Business Insider or Insider Business article. Amazon touted starting wages of $15 or more, healthcare from day one, and a safe and inclusive workplace as reasons to decline unionization. Sometimes, you know, you mentioned the uh, the, the Prof G uh, yeah. comment. And, you know, sometimes I think, at least for myself, I try to say, okay, if, if I'm a, a high school educated or less person in Bessemer, Alabama, and yeah, I'm married and we both work for Amazon and that's maybe the best job in town, a job that wasn't there, you know, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah, we're making 60 grand a year and 60 grand in that part of Alabama is a pretty good living that again, wasn't there two years ago. And I think what we're also under- underestimating maybe is the fear that Amazon could say, fuck it, we're out of here. So if Amazon was to do that, then you know, the life that I had before Amazon came to town uh, that I didn't like so much. And then they came to town and and I liked my life and I made a decent wage and now they're gone because of this union. I kind of wonder the the mentality of of a person there or family there thinking, geez, if this union thing happens, Amazon could be fucking gone. And you may think 30 grand is not a lot, but it's a hell of a lot more than I made before Amazon came to town. I do wonder how much that plays into the mentality of folks who are voting against unionization. Fear. Yeah. That that's that's yeah. that's it. It's fear. Would that quote unquote good life that Scott Galloway was talking about be good enough for your kids or grandkids? I mean, seriously. So if you had moved to Bessemer, Alabama, and when Cole and Stella are 18, would you be cool with sending them to work at $15 an hour? I know I would. And I think as Americans, we're starting to lose that sense of community where we're thinking more Mm -hmm. about ourselves. And when we put ourselves in the actual shoes of an individual living in Bessemer, Alabama, and if you take a look at the actual living wage for Bessemer, Alabama, that's $1 an hour more, which means, again, I'm pretty much barely keeping my head above water, right? So overall, I think it's upon us as Americans to stop this ivory tower economics bullshit and say, well, that's good enough for them. Oh, yeah, no, in Bessemer, Alabama. Yeah, no, that's probably good enough for them. Do your research and ask yourself this question. Would you think that would be good enough for your kids and your grandkids? For me, that answer would be no, which is why I am totally against this bullshit. I think Bernie should work on upping the minimum wage in Vermont before he goes I agree. Amazon and Alabama. I agree. Bernie should not be going anywhere talking about a $15 wage. He needs to shut his fucking mouth <laughs> and actually get something done in Congress. I agree. I agree. He needs to keep pound pounding the drum, but he needs to be pounding it for Vermont and then also allow all those other representatives and senators to do the exact same thing in their backyards. And speaking of getting shit done. Yes. Here's Here's JobAdX. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms, dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. 
Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Dude, I just received a box of beer at my front door. Oh, horseshit. And, and listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> one, of, one of those beers is called Consensual Chocolate. <laughs> is it the offspring of sex sexual chocolate i hope so god i hope so was it delivered by a robot is the question <laughs> it was not but that is a uh, great segue well that's coming that's coming Good so segue. get ready for Good robots segue. to deliver your pizzas and chicken sandwich kids Domino's and chick-fil-a are automating Domino's pizza is launching a robotic pizza delivery service in houston each town this week as orders surge over the pandemic in partnership with Silicon Valley startup Nuro, N-U-R-O, customers will be able to receive their orders via small autonomous vehicles that look a little bit like toasters on wheels. <laughs> That's per Forbes. Nuro was previously involved in pilot projects with Walmart, Kroger, and CVS and received regulatory approval last year to start the unmanned delivery service. Side note here, last month, Chipotle invested in neuro as well. Also, chicken sandwich chain Chick-fil-A is using KiwiBot fleets yep. to cart orders to a few restaurants in Southern California. Up to three locations in the Santa Monica area are now offering customers the option of having their food brought to them by one of KiwiBot's semi-autonomous four-wheeled rovers. Robots promise at least to have the time it takes for all orders a mile or closer and more than half the cost as well as a smaller carbon footprint. Chad, are you ready to order pizza and Chick-fil-A and get it delivered by a toaster on wheels? I totally am, but I have to say, <laughs> I'm going to say this again, it's been a it's been a little while since we've had a story like this, but you need to buy stock in aluminum ball bats right now, baby. <laughs> Louisville Slugger stock is surging right now. That Kiwi bot is the cutest thing ever, but it is so <laughs> small. And to take that thing out, uh, I mean, seriously, during kind of like nighttime operations, I mean, it mm -hmm. would it wouldn't be that hard. Now, the 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 neuro and, and definitely listeners go to these websites, check them out. Neuro n u r o dot ai. It's a really cool little van that I don't think a person could actually fit into i mean it, it is it is efficient no question mm -hmm. and then kiwibot.com so k-i-w-i bot.com uh i am ready for this and because of what we were talking about earlier with individuals really not wanting to do these jobs uh and them not paying a lot uh, this mm -hmm. is going to be the future this is going to be how shit's delivered remember a couple months ago when texas was in a frost frost lockdown freeze lockdown yes. how do you think venero would have fared during that couple weeks in houston it would not have <laughs> yeah that thing could heat our house grab well, it yeah well <laughs> grab it mom think of think of that when a situation's going on like that one of those things going down the road that would totally be hijacked yeah and are these things four-wheel drive 
is this going to be able to like, you know, go over snow and rocks and who knows what else it's going to face in Houston. It's Texas, man. It's Texas. No clue. All I, all I know is I don't care who delivers the pizza just Mm -hmm. as long as it's hot and ready. I agree. I agree. And with that, I think it's lunchtime. It's time to dig into this beer. Yeah. So you're gone next week. Yeah. Side note, uh, I'm going to try to find a guest co-host, but uh, are you going to any place special? Charleston. I'm actually going to be marrying a couple of our friends. Uh, we're going to spend the week there, play golf, drink. Oh, yeah. And have some sexy time. So we're, we're excited. We're excited. <laughs> oh, that's just gross. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.